Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Well, hey there. Welcome to this. I'm Jason Weaver. And I am Robin Roberts. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, indeed, for returning. What a week it has been. Well... What's How are you doing? Going on. <laughs> How are you feeling? What's um, in your What's in your life and your tea? Things are a little um, helter skelter at the moment. Well, <laughs> trying really hard to get my shit together um, and not doing a great job at it. Plus, I got my COVID booster yesterday, so oh. my, my arm still doesn't work. <laughs> it's still just like, girl, mm-hmm. literally, don't ask me to do nothing. But I'm still. Fucking here anyway. What about you? Between that booster and monkeypox, I'm just like, child, do I have limbs? Listen, Can I use anything? Because I got the flu shot too in the other arms. I'm like, girl, I should have took the rest of the fucking week off. Just like at this point, I just I'm ready to crawl down the flight of stairs backward like the exorcist. <laughs> and just rest. I'm fine <laughs> working. So hard at the moment. I'm so tired. But I also had this weird chocolate. I just discovered that they put coffee in chocolate. Oh, yeah, they do do that. I had some weird awake chocolate bite that's like half a cup of coffee in each bite. Festive. Mama is here and she's ready to work. (laughs) And how much of that did you eat? <laughs> That's not the point. The okay. point of the discussion is that she's All right. here. She's present at the at the, the function, at okay. the soiree, at the gig, at the siesta. No, that's a nap. At the fiesta. Mm-hmm. And work. ready to do it. All right. Hallelujah. All right. So first things first, we're gonna get in some black excellence. This week. In Black Excellence, I would like, we would like to give honor to Taylor Hale. 
Taylor Hale is the first Black woman to win Big mm, Brother. Oh, yes. Former Miss Michigan USA, current all-around bad bitch, Taylor Hale made it through weeks of bullying, racism, mm-hmm. uh, microaggressions, macroaggressions, and all-around television fuckery to walk away to walk away with the largest cash prize in Big Brother history, won 800,000 United States dollars. Damn. She won the $750,000 grand prize and also was voted by viewers America's favorite player, which awarded her another 50,000. I know that's right. Pieces of dollar. Um she gave an excellent and amazing speech as to why she should win. Big Brother is one of those it's a strange show. It's real weird. Mhm. Um in its expectation and its coverage. Yeah. And it's everything. Um but this particular contestant did deal with a lot of bullshit specifically from white contestants. Of course. Between motherfuckers um, bullying her, calling her out of her name, um, to motherfuckers trying to make all white alliances and all <laughs> kinds of fuckery on here. She overcame, she spoke, she uh, shined her pearly whites, and she walked away victorious. And the doll deserves. I just need you to see at least the speech that she gave as to why she should be the winner. Because, girl, bitch, if you and both are. And something's wrong with you. And I think that she won, like, I think everybody but one person voted for her. Oh, yes. I did see that. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't watch the show, but everybody I follow tweeted out the link and was like, bitch, you better vote for Taylor. So I did it anyway because black. Yeah. Um, Even right. though I had no idea what was going on. I knew white people were mad. And the other finalist was also black. But sorry. Oh. Sorry. Okay, well, black girl. Then I don't know why y'all like the black girl. Yeah, period. Black boy. But... Period. Period. <laughs> but I knew white people were mad because of the cookout, the Negro Alliance that happened last year on uh, on Big sure. Brothers. So I wasn't surprised to hear that they were like mad at this gorgeous girl and right taking it all their frustration out on her. But good for her for winning. I'm glad to hear it. You know, niggas can be exchanging information at like a a car accident and mm. white people will see them and be like <laughs> they're plotting they're yeah. plotting the time is out like yeah, they're, they're waiting <laughs> for the time that we're gonna as a collective say yep Not let's shut this enough. shit down yeah we've yeah we've taken time we have That's like exactly right. they're waiting they for are. the day that niggas are gonna clasp hands mm-hmm. Like Fahu Dore, <laughs> Fahu Dores. You know, the... Absolutely, the, I do. The great yes. song. Yes. They're waiting for the moment that we're going to Fahu Dore, <laughs> Daru Homes, and oh, and God. destroy them. Yeah. And they're scared because it's it'll be what they deserve. Because, girl, all we have been asking for at this time for is for you to leave us the fuck alone. Yeah. Stop killing us and stealing our things. Yep. That's it. And That's like, like really mm, it. Can't and do it's it. too and they're like, mm, how much uh 
our culture is killing you. Like, <laughs> and, I, and and I'm, I'm, don't forget the stealing. Don't forget the stealing. <laughs> it's our, our bread and butter. Colonialism. It's, what, it's the one thing we brought here. It's literally our DNA. What do you want us to do? <laughs> so... Yeah, not surprised, but good for Taylor. Congratulations. 800, I, I think I saw that she's like the first black woman winner in, in the history of this show. Of uh, uh, Big Brother, yeah. That's Tamar crazy. is the first, like, she won Celebrity Big Brother oh, okay. prior to this. All right. And of course, she was like, oh, girl, you do not count. Stop that. <laughs> it's a different show. It is. But. Like main Big Brother, like yeah. the main series, Taylor Hale is the first winner. Both of them deserve their clappity clap claps, but like girl, okay. I mean, Anyhow. imagine winning celebrity drag race and then trying to compare yourself to the girls on right. drag race. Like it's a different competition and you know that. So why not? How about you simply move just around? Sm- like we didn't say first black winner of celebrity Big Brother. Calm down. Damn. You couldn't let that girl have her moment. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, go Taylor. <laughs> hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. 
ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. All right, so let's get into this week's uh, pop culture segment. It's called Hot Tops, The Bottom King, starring Wide Open Davis. That doesn't even work. Like, Who the like hell Viola is that? Wide Open, it oh. really doesn't even, like... <laughs> but wait, I did not make that connection. <laughs> I'm out of jokes. I'm just, it's, Go I'm off. wringing myself dry here. I mean, you write jokes all day long, and we can't, we can't wait That's to see it. We can't wait. We're so excited. Season two, bitch. Period. Oh, God, I almost did that annoying white girl thing. I really had to stop it, myself. It's better than your move out the way. Is it? So much for oh, me personally as an individual. That, wow, that feels racist. Honestly, that feels anti-black. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it feels anti-woman. No. Yeah, this is actually queerphobic of you. <laughs> yeah, sure, elaborate. How? <laughs> Because I'm all of those things, and how dare you criticize me when all I'm oh, doing? Oh, simply simple criticism <laughs> of you. That's right. That's correct. Yes. It's it's phobia for all of your Telling identities. Telling me that first of all, my accent, which is good, which is good, a lie, a lie in front of God. It doesn't sound a like a Jamaican native. No, I'm not saying that. But it could be it worse. It sounds like the nigga who works for Khadijah at, <laughs> at Flavor Magazine. Oh, that wasn't That's good, what it sounds like. That wasn't like. a good Jamaican accent. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's better Let's than Drake's. Let's just move on. It's better than Drake's. I'm not going to argue with that. Thank you. Because Drake's is pretty bad. Thank you. All right. I'll take Drake's that. is pretty Thank bad. Thank you so much. All right. You're forgiven. Thank you. Okay. I didn't ask for your forgiveness, <laughs> you but didn't. it's okay. You didn't, but it's granted anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Where are we beginning? Um. So Sean Combs gave um, Carisha Wilkins. What's what's her? Name? I don't know. Like, you know, her. I don't know. Cole. Um. <laughs> Brownlee. Uh, I Brownlee. Know it was something black. <laughs> <laughs> of course, duh. of course. <laughs> um, he gifted her recently, apparently, with a fancy, expensive nigga car, a one Maybach, Bach, Bach. Mm. I really don't know how you say it. Um, a Maybach GLS, yeah, truck. And we were uh, given this information by a post via Carisha where she simply said, thank you, Poppy, which to me um, took me back to, thank you, big, thanks, big papa. Yeah. Thank you, big papa. <laughs> Automatically. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. Except we all know if who you know, her you big know. papa is. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, it's a so pretty car. So she got the car. It's, it's fun. And... Um, Posted very many photographs in it. Carisha did in front of what's this? I don't know. It, some French shit. It looked like the rich section of some city. Yeah. The, is this yeah, Vegas? Is this Miami? I don't know where the fuck at. To be honest with you, they could literally be in Paris. They could be in Brickle. These niggas could be at in um. Yeah, Fips really, I, cannot, I don't know where. I fuck cannot at. call it. Yeah. Rodeo Drive, I don't know. Yeah. I I go to work and I come home. Okay. I'll tell you. All right. (laughs) 
Thanks, Hunk. <laughs> but Carisha's in the back of her brand new Maybach and said, thank you, Poppy. And has a brand new wig on and champagne and deli on and she's living her best life. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Now, her baby daddy. Oh, Christ. Southside. Apparently threw some shade. But he posted some long ass video live footage of him in the back of a Maybach van with some unspecified individual and, you know, brand new sneakers and shit. And he talking about some, what did he say in the video? Oh, we don't do Maybach cars or trucks no more. We do vans now. And people are taking that as a subliminal shot at Carisha's Maybach truck as opposed to this van that he seems to be uh, being driven around in by (laughs) someone who's likely to be his cousin or um, it looked like it could have been a nigga who passed him the ball a lot during mm-hmm. um, uh, basketball in, in high school or tetherball. Oh, some nameless nigga. But he was having his time and smoking his weed and showing off his new sneakers and chains and watches and shit like that. And people were like, oh my God, Shane. Yeah. Um, thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I have to agree that he sounds... Like, he's deeply in his feelings and the whole, like, oh, we don't ride Maybox. We ride in fucking vans. Like, girl, what? He what said we that? don't ride in Maybach cars and trucks no more. We do the Maybach. I mean, but, like, do you think the rest I, of us extremely regular people are going to be like, oh, you're right. Fuck a Maybach truck. <laughs> like, I just don't think, I don't think this translates to everybody else in the fucking world. Like, who the hell cares that you're in a Maybach you know what? van versus a truck, an SUV, or a car? Like, who cares? We're also, you and I specifically are waiting for the world to crack open. So we're not oh, it's like... it's in a minute now. <laughs> we're, I mean, clearly, that is just... <laughs> Everything is true. hell. Everything is going but to hell. For the girlies who are, like, on these pages and who are, like, aspiring... No. It's like, oh no, we apparently we we don't do Maybach uh cars and trucks anymore. We do the vans. I guess that's what I don't and know. And what's that gonna mean? Do you think niggas are going down to the car dealership and being like, I have the budget for a Kia, but since Southside posted this video, let me see what's going on with them Maybach vans. Like, girl, no. What? You really do sound like you in your feelings. We don't do that no more. It was a fucking gift. Like what is the issue? You don't want her. Y'all not together. Y'all ain't been together, I guess, since this child has been born or even since before. So, like, what was the point of this other than being a salty ass nigga? What was the reason? My whole thing is, first of all, the Maybach vans are ugly. That's that. So, like, I don't know. Like, where, whether being chauffeured or being behind the wheel yourself that van ugly I don't give a fuck if I'm reporting it or not that shit is disgusting that's tea that's that next mm, I just googled it and yeah it it's just ugly. looks like it looks like a fancy minivan I mean honestly whatever yeah I just feel like at, there's a there's gonna come a point 
my trap sisters. Well, you gotta stop giving pussy to these niggas with Game Boys and shit tatted all over their face. Yes. Like, there it's a there. red flag. A red flag could not be in a more direct and honest upfront place than, like, right. on a nigga's <laughs> cheekbone. face, yes. you know? And there's multiple here. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just want to, like, scoop some of the dolls out of, you know, harm's way or mm-hmm. fuckboy's way. Nigga fuck way. Fuckboy's Boulevard. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you gotta learn. Soft head make a heart. What? What? Okay. Go, what were you saying? All of that is true. Uh, I also think, I mean, I don't know this person, but clearly he has more money than the average. So as long as niggas are rich, sure. they will be able to pull women. That will all, that has always been true. Will always be true. But yeah, the little bit I know about him and then this video, he just seems like he's in his feelings that she is being like so publicly spoiled. I won't say treated well, like in a relationship context, because I wouldn't call this that. But, you know, lavish gifts, money and nice things and luxury shit, like all the shit she rap about. She's really living that life. And so... You know, good for her, and, and niggas should pack their feelings in and move on. Child. Mess. Uh, um, well, the baby is back doing things. He has a new project out. I literally did not listen. I don't know who Not at all. I don't care. And bringing Megan up, not going to make me care anymore. Well, baby on baby two. I still don't know. What does that mean? It doesn't matter. The project is out. (coughs) Yep. (laughs) That's what you get. (laughs) And people have mostly... (laughs) been discussing it for this salacious hot take on one of the specific one of the songs at the top of the project boogeyman or bogeyman as they would call it in europe all right um <laughs> all righty so on this dumbass song, this nigga's talking about how the day before the Tory Lane shit that um he had sex with Megan and that what niggas hit hit it the day before too, but I kept it. I don't care. And he had took some shot at her current boyfriend. It's just giving girl. What the fuck is you talking about? Um, yeah, he alleges that he fucked Megan twice and, um, you know, I don't, that's it. Look, I don't know. (laughs) I love how you're trying so hard to tell me this story and it's literally just. (laughs) That's it. Like, he just came out of nowhere and was like, I had sex with Megan Thee Stallion twice and fuck her boyfriend. And I guess we're supposed to, like, put down our cocktails and be like, oh, you're here. Like, I don't know what I'm, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. 
But I, I think, yeah, I think that was actually the goal because, you know, this nigga has faced a lot of hurdles and he's not that tall, so they're difficult already. But, like, it's it's been a struggle ever since he was talking about niggas sucking dick in the parking lot or rolling loud they're or whatever. They're not that and tall. That so random homophobic. I mean, hurt. I'm just saying hurdles. They're difficult. You know, you need legs. You need you need height. You need some yeah. some space to get over those things. And so yeah. I'm actually not yeah. shocked by this because Megan is, I think, by far the most relevant link to him. And so in order to drum up whatever publicity he possibly can, of course, he was going to throw her name into it. Of course, he was going to say something about fucking her, whether he did or didn't do it. Of course, he was going to put it on this album. And of course, he was going to talk about it in order to get people to give a damn. It didn't work. But I fully believe that that was the goal here because I think it went, what was the first week projection? 15K, 16K? Baby. And I'm sure most of that is streaming anyway. I doubt that that's actual sales. So we just we just don't care no more. <laughs> it's over. It is what it is, doll baby. Go for what you can. The thing about it is you're... Um, you present as a hetero man um, in a very machismo environment. Yeah. All you really need to do is make a good song um, that isn't bitch made. And you can find a crack mm-hmm. in in the system to find your way back in. Um, making like mediocre, poorly produced records that just sort of uh, promote themselves through scandal. Uh, that kind of doesn't really amount to anything anyway. Not necessarily the brightest way to do it because, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. Like, right. Megan seemingly responded to it when she came out on stage, I don't remember where, and said, you know, like, oh, I can do what I want with my body, when I want with my body, with who I want with my body, whatever. And it's just like, love her or hate her, it's true. Like, what am I supposed So, first of all, y'all had more than one song together people called you like work boyfriend and girlfriend you're both good looking people who like it's not a gag and it's also not like a felony so i don't know what i'm supposed to do with this information besides give you the attention that you're looking for and i'm not really interested in doing that my only other question is what the fuck is anthony hamilton doing on this project Anthony Hamilton is on this project. He's the one feature. Uh, Because the fan page says no features, no industry support. Damn, Anthony Hamilton don't count. (laughs) Maybe it's a sample and I'm just dumb. Oh, well, no, that could be it. That could be it. You might be right about that. But yeah, I feel like, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's true, but I also don't care because I'm certain that you said this in order to get people to pay attention to you again. Like, and I'm just not interested in niggas constantly bringing women into their bullshit women who they have disrespected and done wrong by the way like you had every opportunity to do right by megan and just didn't so using her name now in order to get your streams up and that shit's still not working it's just pathetic it's pretty sad it is and i'm not interested in anything he has going on oh i ain't fall off i don't know what you would call this then i don't know what the (laughs) fuck you would call this (laughs) All right, so 
the Ariel, the Little Mermaid, Halle Bailey, um, is coming to a picture screen near you next year in the year 2023 of the Lord. We're hyped. We're excited. She's going to be great. She's going to be sickening. Your fave couldn't out sing her. Your fave couldn't out act her. Your fave could not reach her level of beauty. Steam, stew, do whatever it is you need to. Bake yourself, mm-hmm. girl. Um, yeah. It's happening. Yep. It's happening and we're going. Um, so that's that. I think that at least as far as this platform uh, is, uh, um, as far as this platform is concerned, we've decided we've made our you know, mm-hmm. our statements. And, Absolutely. And, and we're stumping into the truth, which is that um, the doll is the doll. Hello. Catch up. Now, um, Hallie is dating a nigga named DDG. He apparently makes rap music. He is an artist that makes rap music and has opinions of his own that he shares with people, apparently, at, at times when they mm. ask now he was on a podcast um where he was asked about his girlfriend and the hate uh slash racism yeah um that she has been receiving from weirdos that um expected demanded uh a caucasianite <laughs> a caucasian Beautiful. aerial. <laughs> With fucking airhead red hair, with fucking with fucking blow pop colored red hair, even yeah. though that doesn't grow out of anybody's scalp. Mermaids are not real, <laughs> and the fucking redhead white bitch that you that you knew from the Disney movie isn't even the original iteration of the little mermaid. So all of that, Oh, redhead power, ginger power. Shut up, bitch. That's not even that was a motherfucking adaptation. And she wasn't the original white Swedish German. I don't know what Hans. That weirdo story. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But even that is not the tea. So shut your ass up. But that's not the point. Yeah. The point is that they were discussing it on this podcast and rapper DDG slash Halle Bailey's boyfriend claims that Halle's been laughing it off. He said, but they've been going a little too hard. I feel like the people are more attacking the character rather than her personally. And then when the host of this podcast said something about it, reminding you, like they're attacking, right. Anyhow. (laughs) That don't make sense. Yeah. When the host of the podcast is like, oh, you know, it reminds you of how, you know, prevalent racism is or whatever. DDG says, I didn't know people was this racist. I didn't know this was a thing. I thought this shit was gone already. I thought it was gone. I thought Martin Luther King canceled this shit out. This shit is crazy. I was like, what the fuck is these niggas talking about now? All right. A lot of people had a lot of comments for this. A lot of um, concern. Sure. For Hallie and the nigga that she might be dating and whatnot now. He said in a comment, I don't even know where this is posted, but 
he responded to a headline about it and said, I was a valedictorian in high school. Obviously, MLK ain't stop racism. It's called exaggeration, LOL. See, this is what see this what's wrong with our people these days. We attack each other all day, every day, and no one else. SMH, hashtag BLM. Y'all have a blessed one. Now see, like half of this could have been gone. <laughs> or just hold this is what's wrong with black people. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you know? You didn't get the newsletter? I got mine. Uh, young niggas. I keep trying to remind myself, like, he's 24. He's 24. He is 24 years old, so I'm trying not to react the way I would if he was 34. But, like, first of all... I was... No. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I can actually see the whole, you know, oh, I thought MLK canceled that shit out. I can see that as being, like, a joking comment. <laughs> Right. Because even a 24-year-old is not that fucking stupid. Like It definitely felt like he was being facetious. Yes. Yes. I can definitely see that. However, the fact that right before that, he said, I feel like people is more so attacking the character rather than her, leads me to believe that maybe you weren't joking because that is an equally stupid comment to make. That's very dumb. People are not attacking the character of Ariel. They're attacking the black girl playing Ariel. It is about the fact that her black ass is playing Ariel. It's not about Ariel, period. There there would be no conversation if it was about the fucking animated movie from the 90s. So, like, yes, perhaps you were being facetious, exaggerating for a comedic effect. I get that. But I see why people didn't think that because you had just said something dumb. That's how Mm. I feel. (laughs) Like, I, I see both sides of this. I took it as him trying to say that, like, well, no, this is not different than what you're talking about, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I saw, like, I, I took it as him saying, like, oh, they're not attacking Hallie. They're attacking Black Ariel. Like, she's, it's not personal but, to Hallie. <laughs> no, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, I see what I'm, you're saying. I do. <laughs> I do. It, I, I still it. think it is incorrect, <laughs> but, like... Yeah, it's not like, oh, fuck Halle Bailey. It's like, fuck this Black Ariel. But Halle Bailey is playing the Black Ariel. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And he claims that she's been laughing it off. And so, like, I don't know if he feels like, based on whatever the nature of the relationship it is, that, you know, the relationship that they have when they're together, it's just like, oh, well, they're not attacking Halle. They're attacking the character because, you know, we laugh about it. But I also think that, like, Women, specifically black and brown women, are sort of conditioned to laugh things off, Mm -hmm. are conditioned to, like, fashion themselves in a way where they see it seems like they're not taking things personal or they're not, like, upset about stuff because if you show emotion, then you're angry, you're emotional, you're, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like... Black women have to constantly place themselves in a play, a point or in the industry of, well, like not all of them, honestly, but like, especially in like creative spaces, artistic spaces where you just kind of have to like let people sun you because if you speak up then it's like this this that and a third or you just kind of want thing like the project you're working on or whatever to speak for itself it's way more webbed and complicated than a lot of niggas who can like 
you know, make mistakes or trip up or yeah. completely be wrong and still be celebrated and still be supported. Um, so, like, I, I don't know if that's specific to this, but it's like, for me, it was two things. A, talk about whatever it is you do. You don't need to talk about, like... Mm-hmm. Whatever music you This make. movie that you're not in and this backlash that you're not a part of. And also, Unica's got to stop. You got to stop giving clips to these random white niggas under six feet that wear fitted caps and claim to be, you know, in in embroiled in the culture. It's it's getting it's getting creepy. It's yeah. like I don't know how this keeps happening to you, but it seems to keep happening to you at the foot of some random crackers that are like, you know, talking to you about you know, hip hop and the culture and how you feel about it for an audience that ain't got nothing to do with you and don't care about you. So, yeah, there's that too. But, you know, you're yeah. just out of the coin and looking too bright either. So, I don't know. I'm just here. I opinion. agree. It was, I think, you know, that specific quote was definitely clipped so that the internet would react because that statement, if you just read it, it does sound very absurd. And so it's a lot of like, damn, these schools ain't shit. Or like, damn, y'all not doing shit with these kids, which is true. But I also, you know, I see what you're saying. I don't think he necessarily meant it. I don't think he was being 100% for real. But, you know, young niggas. And I do, I will say, I do like to see a young man sticking up for his girlfriend who is being unfairly harassed. Sure, absolutely. By the people. So, you know, I do appreciate him for that. But, you know... The, I mean, this is the this is the downside to these shows and shit. They are all about clicks, views, and whatever is going to get the most people to tune into their shit. They don't care about, you know, being fair or doing things in a fair way. We're just we are in a. Uh, I hate like generation talk. Mm-hmm. That makes me tired. <laughs> But I think that, like, you and I are in a generation that is, like, smack dab between people that are were a lot more heavily affected mm-hmm. by racism in, all, in several walks and far more impassioned by it in their expression yeah. every day. And then on the other side of the sandwich is a slice that's just kind of like... I don't care. Um, That doesn't have much to do with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Global warming and the uh, minimum wage. I don't fucking know. But it's just like... Yep. I, I feel like I'm in this weird tug of war between a generation that raised me that is very aware of of like racism and sociopolitical issues big and small mm-hmm. okay and another one that's kind of like girl y'all set up a whole entire um planet and set of systems that are kind of built for me to get fucked anyway so yeah. like i don't really care about this random 
white bitch coming out of mm-hmm. Milwaukee that's a nigga on her rap song that's trash anyway. It's yeah. like, I don't know what to do besides take a nap, you know? Right. It's the, it's like the two things can be true thing. And so like, neither side is wrong. Like, all of that is real and actually happening. And if you pay too much attention and you're constantly tapped in to everything that's fucked up in this world, racism and sexism and homophobia and misogyny and queerphobia and fucking global warming and ain't no fucking, we're going to run out of drinking water in four and a half years and the atmosphere is gone and fascists are being elected across the globe. Like you get too into all that and you will literally just be like, okay, girl, I give up and I'm just going to lay down in the fucking dirt because what else can be done? It's easy to get overwhelmed by the state of things. So I can, I see what you're saying about like Gen Z and I feel like in a lot of ways they are focused more on, you know, the planet because <laughs> we have literally given these children scraps. They this are garbage. inheriting garbage. <laughs> My thing is it's it's like I to your point, on either side I'm just like Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> just, um, yep. And then I go back to the other side and I'm just like Got a point over here mm-hmm, too, girl. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like I don't so I'm just like yeah although I I also think I feel like the youth are it's different because I feel like millennials really had to like a lot of people had to grow into this understanding of systemic racism and the way it affects everybody's lives like not just individually but on a societal level whereas the young people I feel have always known this maybe because they grew up with Mm -hmm. social media so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. some big like oh wow racism isn't just the white girl touching my hair in class, you know, like I feel like the kids have already always had this advanced understanding of racism that I did not have right. at their age. And so they're like, Absolutely. we get it. Yeah. Fuck all that. But also we're literally, we don't have clean air. <laughs> and they're like way more affected by racism in, in situations that are like violent in situations that yes. you like, like, it reminds me of a friend of mine's parent, like many years ago, we were talking about, me and my homegirl were talking about white people saying nigga in front of us and how we'd be ready to go to jail over it. Mm-hmm. And our, my friend's dad said something, this was such a long time ago, but he said something along the lines of like, we didn't literally do all the fighting and going to jail and all of that stuff <laughs> over that for you, Y'all. our kids and grandkids to be doing the same shit. Like, it's not worth you mm-hmm. literally catching a case yeah. over like vintage racism. You know what I mean? Like, there are bigger threads yeah. in the web that you can be focused on right now that you don't have. And, and, and I, me and my homegirl were like, what the fuck? We were like, yeah. what are you talking about? And I'm like, it feels like Did y'all sound the like kids turkey? today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It almost feels like the kids today are on that type of time. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and there's weird. Something to be I don't said. know where I find, where I stand. I really think that that you know that in some ways that's really valid. Like, you pop off on a white person who said, "Nigga, you'll be the one going to jail. You'll be the one losing your job because you missed three or four days of work waiting for somebody to bail you out." Like, you're the one who's going to have a court date. It's all going to fall on you, and that person is going to go on about their lives. With absolutely nothing changing for them. So I do kind of get that, but I was that same way. Like, 
literally wish a white person would that shit <laughs> literally wish you would try me because i am the wrong bitch so huh, i get it shout out to the youth they just want clean air they want drinking they, water air and water they want an were they not promised at the very least that air and water child <laughs> can they at least have that they're spending a hundred thousand dollars on bachelor degrees <laughs> It's bad out here. <laughs> it's awful for these kids. So giving them a lot of grace when they say things that are not necessarily the smartest. Fair enough. <laughs> Rolling Loud has happened. Is happening. I don't know. A couple of things. Mm, um, got arrested. John, but we're not even going <laughs> in that territory because the list is probably way too long. Uh, what I will say uh, is... Um, there's a meme of Rihanna's baby father, Aesop Rockington, as he decided after showing up 45 minutes late to his set that he would take part in a mosh pit uh, in which he has now become a uh, very quick, uh, rapidly produced meme um, featuring his anguished face as he uh, realized all too quickly that mosh pitting at this point in his career and fame and yeah. his trajectory. Not the T, not a rolling loud, maybe not anywhere else. Um his face. <laughs> his face has since become the profile photo for Tyler the Creator on Instagram, because it's that ridiculous and hilarious. Uh and um through the memes he basically said that he did not find it all that funny because apparently someone in the crowd a little bit as he referred to this person was <laughs> squeezing the life out of his nuts B oh no um Yikes. y'all just like who's the person who's just like okay this person's close I'm gonna grab their nuts mm. Honestly, I see most people taking that kind of opportunity. I do. Because I just You don't, may not. I don't put past y'all. Y'all are awful human beings. So, yeah, you see a celebrity in a mosh pit and you think, now is the perfect time for me to fondle his genitals. You may not. Mm-mm. You may Horrible. <laughs> Stop. Wow. Yeah, no, that was extremely fucked up. Gross. Between that and then somebody snatched a, a, a hocus-pocus-sized amount of Nicki Minaj's wig off of her when oh, she's no. performing. Nicki was headlining um, Rolling Loud. She came out in approximately 76 inches of weave. <gasps> I mean, just lengthy. Wow. And at some point during her set, you I believe the whole thing is up on streaming somewhere mm-hmm. for rolling loud. I mean, you're watching the whole set. You can literally see when she's performing Moment for Life, a, a hand come out of nowhere. Just almost, almost that of a horror film. A hand mm. just emerged from the crowd and just snatch. Oh my god! At this extra long wee. Ah, a 
I just found it. Oh my god! We don't know they got a piece or not, but we what we do know is Uh, that folks have been selling (laughs) alleged strands of Nicki Minaj's hair on sites like eBay for up to fifteen thousand dollars. I have so many questions. Yeah, that's I just found that. And I thought, based off of the description, that it was going to be like a significant chunk of hair. These people are selling two literal strands, one and a half, really, of hair. And I just want to know who is spending twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for this without any confirmation. Well, first of all, why would you do that? And I feel like you could just end it right Thanks. there. <laughs> you <Thanks. could> just- <laughs> Thank you. You could just end it right there. But like, it's not like you can DNA test this hair and be like, oh, this is Nikki's. <laughs> If it came with a blood signature and a personalized video message from Onika Mirage that said, this is in fact hair that grew out of mine own scalp, I would still love to know why you came out of your pocket with any amount, any amount of tender and said, this is now yours in exchange for that follicle of hair. I don't know why we're here. I don't know what what's taking so long, mm. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, $12,000 for two strands. Not even Beyonce. Not Mama. even Beyonce. Mama. Uh, strands from her wig. It's not even her hair. Y'all can't be serious. <laughs> I honestly, I hope this is a lie. I hope somebody took some strands off of their baby's doll's head and just put it on eBay. And it's like, if you're dumb enough to pay for it, then I'm going to be dumb enough to ship it. Because anything else is absurd. This is ridiculous. I thought it was a recession. I thought it was inflation out here. It ain't no way somebody is really spending that kind of money. No, I just, I actually refuse to believe it. Child, you know what? Mm-mm. No, I really, I just patently refuse. It's not real. I just don't get that. Uh, but also, I was just like, girl, that's a lot of hair. It didn't get away. Like, that just seemed like it was probably annoying. What, to have somebody to have pull at it like that? No, to have so much hair in a performing probably oh. in any kind of environment. But like yeah. you're on stage, there's fans, there's actual wind the God made. It just eventually <laughs> feels like that, like like that yeah. that spirit Halloween um cobweb mm-hmm. stuff that you put up in your like second grade class, where like no matter what you do, even yeah. if you're across the room and it gets in your mouth and you're like <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what it's that amount of hair feels long. like. Yes, it's going to get stuck to your lip gloss all day long. You're going to be finding hair in your food, in the shower. Until you take that shit off, it's going to shed every day. Yeah, this is a lot of fucking hair. But no excuse to just be snatching things out of people's. Mm-mm. No. And then sell. Y'all, Stop I don't. Stop touching people. What's ha- very Black Mirror? It's very... Anyway, besides that, what else happened? According to these notes, 21 Savage said he's never doing it again. Um, That girl, Ice Spice, Begeist, she performed, but she couldn't breathe. And then... um, What? What else? 21 Savage is never doing what again? 
He said he's not coming back to, to oh, rolling Ryan. out. Okay, well that's fair. And then Ice Spice guys performed, <laughs> and then Playboy Cardi had Kanye West come out, and I saw a clip of that. But they both had on them big ass um, bomber jackets and them Kingdom Hearts boots and them fucking um, Gotham Knights um, uh, goggles and shit. I'm like that could be anybody up on that motherfucking stage at this point. But God bless them. Lastly. Um, I don't care. All right, that's it for hot Amen. tops. Right. And <laughs> I know that's take right. Take a break and come back after. Hey, y'all! Did you know there are currently over two point four million podcasts in the world, including the one you're listening to right now? That's right. The read is one of those two point four million podcasts. Hey, y'all! Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada yada yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place, and then in order to get out of it, you gotta send a million letters and go up there in person, and it's just a bunch of blah blah blah. Like this could have been easier, okay? We've all dealt with the yada yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print, or you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason, or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back. It is time for your listener letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Um, what? <clears throat> just, you know, throwing it in there, practicing. Yeah. Keeping it, keeping it strong, keeping it. Yeah, strong. Keeping it. It's so good. And I just want to. Yeah. Oh, keep it there thank you so much yeah. so mm. our first letter this week comes from Janet with two T's and Janet says I'm a one black one at the beginning and one at the end it's to Janet but correct the first T is yeah. you're genius most people mm. wouldn't have picked up on that I mean it's obvious <laughs> Janet says I'm a black woman in my 30s and my husband and I have been together for 15 years and married for 8 Back in May, a friend of mine mentioned that she and her wife were exploring an open relationship. I asked a lot of follow-up questions concerning why they decided to do this and how it affected them. And by the end of the conversation, I actually wanted to bring the idea to my husband just to see what he would think. At first, he was not with it at all. But then we talked more about details like which boundaries we would put in place and which people would be off limits. And in the, and in the end, we both decided that it's something we want to try. Last <sighs> Last week, I found out that my husband has been sending flirty text messages to one of his coworkers ever since a week after we had the conversation. And in one of the messages, she even said, I don't think your wife would like that. And he told her, remember, I told you we have an arrangement. (laughs) 
After I saw these messages, I brought it to his attention and he admitted to everything, saying that the most that they ever did was kiss. And the day after the kiss, they both agreed it wasn't something that they shouldn't do again because of their professional relationship. The thing that pisses me off the most is that my number one boundary was no co-workers mm. and the fact that he jumped the gun before we could even make the decision official. He He's been waiting. He was. <laughs> He's been at his mama's house for a week and we haven't spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of blame myself. <laughs> 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 because part of me feels like I should have never brought this up to him. <laughs> but another part of me feels like that's my best friend. And I thought we were solid enough to do something like this with no issues. The betrayal is what hurts the most. What would y'all do in my situation? I trusted him before, but now I'm questioning some things. Any advice is welcome. <sighs> Thanks, Janet with two T's. <sighs> At <sighs> Mammy's house <laughs> for a week. All right, to Janet. So here's the thing. Um, you know. I think that okay, you presented an opportunity and experience um that I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. The nigga was quite exhilarated by and jumped the gun for sure. Did not take his time. Did not take consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and thusly uh, is now uh, propped underneath a duvet cover down at mommy's house. Woo! Yeah. You know, the thing about it is like, just okay. You brought up the topic. You discussed parameters, which is, I believe, what you you should do. Right. And actions afterwards mm-hmm. were dancing all around those damn parameters. You talked about motherfucking no coworkers, right? That was a, a thing. Yep. That was not respected. So we already mm-hmm. out of bounds and wrong. Yeah. So what so do you what do? Am I to do? Right, exactly. What do you do in a situation with your husband, somebody you've been with for fifteen years, married for eight years? Is this something that is going to cause you to file for divorce? How would you work through this? If mm. not, because I say for me, I say it's time to fuck his dad or his brother. That's what I would do. That honestly seems like the like I feel like that would be my gut reaction here. Like. I need to, I need to, yeah. I mean, not saying this is like the healthy, healed response, but how dare you violate our boundary like with regards to this whole open marriage situation and now I just, I'm going to have to fuck your brother. Like, or your mother, whoever, somebody in your family, immediate family. I just feel like it's time for me to do that because how dare you disrespect me in that way? Like I would, I would, I just would be, that would be my first, that would be (laughs) 
That's my first inclination of like, how can I get you back? How dare you disrespect me like this? Like if we had the conversation and my number one rule was no coworkers and we agreed to this and the first bitch you hit up was somebody you probably have been looking at at work for a long fucking time. Yeah, absolutely. And so you just took the whole, like, this is cheating. This is cheating. Like there's ethical non-monogamy and then there's this shit that niggas do. Where they lie, seduce, scheme in order to get what they really want. So, seduce. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, what would I do in your situation? I think I would be, after a week into it, I would be entirely too hurt to be trying to make final decisions. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what a nigga would have to do to prove to me that, like, this marriage was where he wanted to be because you had this. Is, this is the thing you could have been with any other girl. Like it could have been anybody. It's a million bajillion bitches in this world, and you picked a like the one that I said no. That's not like, and this is something we agreed to. Like we set this up. If you had said, "Hey, yeah, we can." fuck around but you can't fuck my dad and then I fucked your dad you would be mad it was the I one rule going back to this dad, <laughs> I, just, I just be trying to think of like ways to hurt niggas the most and yeah, uh, this is this is just so yeah I think honestly Janet with two T's a week into it I would be really hurt still that like this nigga had the chance to get some outside pussy and pick the one pussy that he wasn't supposed to like yeah. Yeah. That would really piss me off. And he, he might have to stay at his mammy's house for a couple of more months um, until I get a cooler head and and decide where I want to go from there. Therapy, I think, would would be definitely there would be important. But like, that's just such a violation. It's cheating and it's lying and and all that. And I feel like it, it's worse because y'all are y'all have this open marriage or y'all were trying to have this open marriage. Like it's worse because he could have done it with somebody and it been fine. And he picked the one person that you said no. So yeah. Do you leave though? Would you leave? I don't know. I mean, I love leaving niggas, but together for 15 years, married for eight, that's hard. I can see why that would be difficult for you to just be like, all right, well fuck this. I'm out. I'll be honest with you. I took a nap for like 15 seconds. Okay. Fun. Love that. Love talking to myself. Love, <laughs> love answering my own questions. Go me. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm joking. I did not go to sleep. I'm fine. No, you didn't. You definitely heard but the question. I definitely closed my eyes and, <laughs> and romanticized the concept of sleep. <laughs> you know what? Good luck, Janet, with two T's, and let You're us gonna know. You're going to be great. Let us so know. Great. You're going to be so great. You are going to love be you with or without this nigga. You are going to be just fine. But let us know what you decide to do, please. And that's on per. <laughs> and that's on. That's on per, mamas. <laughs> Gen Z, that's, it's just Gen Z. It's Gen Z speak now. Oh no! Who said that? Mm-hmm. Never mind. I don't want to know. The streets. Somebody. TikTok. No. No. Don't believe that. Yeah, Grace. I don't. Okay. I'm. I'm moving on. We have a letter here from Olivia who says, 
I'm a 30-year-old Nigerian woman. I mostly keep to myself. And recently, a young Nigerian couple moved in right next door to me in my building. They're nice and have two adorable kids, but the wife, Melly, really wants to be my friend. I'm not interested, and I have told her that I work all week and my alone time is really important to me. I don't like to go out, but she is persistent. Unfortunately, my mom came to visit me and ran into them, then gave them my phone number and told them that I have been hesitant because I'm just shy. (laughs) Everything I've heard about Nigerian mothers, this tracks, but... (laughs) Anyway, she continues. One time, I ended up watching their kids because the dad went out with a friend and Melly was a night shift. Ended up watching their kids. Right? What? The dad sent me a text message saying that he was going to get some groceries and then stop by a friend's place and invited me to go with him. There was no mention of his wife or the kids, but the text also didn't have my name in it. So I thought it was a mistake and that he meant to send it to his wife. So I didn't reply. When my mom visited, I showed Mm -hmm. her the text and she thought it was strange since he's a married man and went over to their apartment. (laughs) Mama doesn't give a damn, Mess. a fuck, <laughs> a shit, or a good one. I heard a slight exchange between Fitz and Melly in the hallway. Yes, these are the fake names she gave this couple. Oh, my God. And 30 minutes later, Fitz knocked on the door and gave what me a I weird look. I was just thinking about starting Scandal from the top, like, literally six hours ago. Scandal really used to just grab us by the fucking necks. and chokehold. Oh, that. my God. Woo, that was really a fucking time. But An era. It was. Um. So, yeah, Fitz knocked on the door and gave me a weird look. He asked why I'm avoiding him, and I explained that I thought the text he sent wasn't for me. And he laughed and said, that's your excuse? He then said that the text was definitely for me and that he just wanted to be my friend because he thought I was lonely and need company. And he also said he hoped it didn't sound like he was asking me out on a date, which made me cringe because it definitely did. And that if he sends a text to me, it is for me. Okay. When my mom came back, she gave me a guilt trip saying that I'm being difficult and that this couple just wants to be my friend. I hate this. Mama, I need for you. <laughs> I did not want to be in this awkward ass situation. My apartment is my space to be at peace, but now it's going to be awkward, especially if I run into either one of them. I'm just wondering if I am somehow actually at fault here because I feel like I am or if this whole story is as oh weird as I think gosh. it is. Thanks for your help, Olivia. Olivia, Newton, John. Um. How is it? How could it possibly be your fault? I don't. How? I don't even know how you typed all this out and still had the question of how is this somehow my fault? You read what your mother did and was like, how can I blame myself for this? They have to have a bingo at Shady Pines or like. uh, (laughs) Sis needs something to do. Yeah. Yeah. She needs a hobby. An evening where everyone watches beaches. (laughs) There has to be something that she can do. Yeah. Because from the get-go that you mentioned her, she has been not... She has not been stepping outside of her boundaries. Mm-mm. She has been full-on... Yes. Get out sprinting towards the boundary mm-hmm. and then leaping over it and barrel rolling as if she's Kim Possible or one of Charlie's <laughs> three angels. And it's it has to stop. Yeah. And then putting it on you. Like, first of all, giving my phone number out and then being like, 
oh, well, I just told them that because you're difficult and, and you need to go ahead and make friends. These people just want to be friends with you and you need to stop. Girl, you literally inserted me into this whole mess from the very beginning. I feel like the only way you fucked up here was, oof, I don't know. This is your mother. But showing her, wow. showing your mom the text message, I feel like that was perhaps your only mistake. Because for knowing everything you know about your mom, did you really think she wasn't going to say something to this man? Especially if she thought it was inappropriate because he's married. I just feel like it didn't work out very well for you. Like, yes, she went and confronted him and then he gave her this whole, oh, you know, we just thought she was lonely thing. And then your mama was like, that bitch is lonely, actually. Like, this is her fault. And so then she came back over like, oh, girl, you're just doing too much and being difficult. Like, so that's the only misstep that I think you made here. Otherwise, I think your mother needs to take a big, healthy dose of minding her own fucking business. Giving out my phone number. Oh, my God. That is where we're not going to go. I would be great. (laughs) Get mama a fresh Nintendo Switch or like a... um, some giant Uno cards. Mm-hmm. Some things is just get lost. Crochet. crochet. Yeah. Um, get her like... Uh, I was going to say, get her some slime. <laughs> like Nickelodeon slime? <laughs> like shit that babies love. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she need to find something to do. Because yeah. what you're not going to do is be giving niggas my motherfucking phone number and then telling motherfuckers, oh, the doll is just shy. or Like, sweets, what, what do, we need to get you an extracurricular activity. And how am I being difficult? Like, if a married man, I'm watching your kids and you send me a text message talking about I'm going to go get some groceries and stop by a friend's place and then come with me. First of all, did you forget that I'm watching your children? Who Are we going to come scoop all of us? And like, And, and even... If that made sense, like this seems appropriate to you. This feels appropriate. I feel like, Olivia, it's time for you to start like just trusting your own gut instincts on how things feel. Like, I don't think you need to run anything else past your mama. I also think you need to be very careful about uh, who you allow your mother to have contact with in your building. Like, I'm not sure what y'all's dynamic is, of course, but. It's just and I feel like this happens. There's actually several letters in the inbox this week from people who are struggling with parents who just don't believe in boundaries. Like you can do everything for your mama. You pay all her bills and you take her to and from her doctor's appointments. And you literally like you taking her grocery shopping and you do everything for your, your mother, your father, whatever your parental guardian is. And then they continuously disrespect you and your needs. And y'all just like, keep going back and keep doing this out of this obligation like oh that's your mama but your mama or not they're not allowed to like hurt you or or disrespect your wishes especially about like something like your fucking space this is my home if I said I don't want to make friends with these people I like to keep to myself then that's exactly what I meant giving out my phone number will have me blocking you well now maybe I'm just cold-blooded but you don't get to give out my number (laughs) Even my, even my mother has called me and been like, now, you know, such and such from the church, her daughter said she was going to be in New York and could she have your phone? And I'm like, you can tell her absolutely not. Thank you so much. 
no, 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 you may, you may not give out my phone number. No, you may not do that. That's, uh, yeah, that's just basic respect. If it's not something that would be okay for you to do, it's not something that's okay for her to do. So I think, yeah, confronting your mom here is going to be your best bet. And then reminding these people, like, my mother gave you my number. I didn't do that. So I don't, I don't like the text message that this husband sent me. I won't be watching your children no more. Keep your business over in your apartment. And then, you know, I need to sit down and have a real conversation with my mom about what is okay to do and what's not. Because I'll be damned. It just is no way I'm going to let that slide. All right. All right. Our last letter this week. Mm. Let's see. Let's. Ooh, baby daddies. Breakups. Whores. Whores. Woo. <laughs> um, okay. Here is a letter from. Mm. Do you want to do Miguel, yeah. I was going to say do you want to do one about a breakup or do you want to do one about uh baby daddies and secrets? Baby daddies and secrets. Okay. So this letter comes from Toya who says, "I have a really good friend who I've known since high school, Charlene, who did some dirty shit and I'm not sure how to move forward." Charlene is friends with my sorrow Stephanie, and when Charlene was in a bad space, Stephanie was nice enough to let her move in with her. During the time that they lived together, Charlene started sleeping with Stephanie's baby daddy, who Stephanie is in an on and off relationship with. And this Uh continued even after Charlene moved out. (laughs) Stephanie and Charlene still hang out, but Stephanie has no idea about Charlene and her baby daddy. Steph has reached out to me recently and suggested that we hang, but I'm worried that her baby daddy will come up and I'll want to spill the beans. Because even though Charlene is my friend, I hate how trifling she can be and I don't approve of this behavior. (laughs) Yeah. My my part my partner often reminds me that I am not above anybody and that Charlene might one day try and cross me or that just saying that's how she is isn't a good idea when a person has as many character flaws as Charlene has but I love her and truly value our friendship. Would you continue to be Charlene's friend if you were in my shoes? Should I stay away from Stephanie who is a pretty cool girl and seems like a decent person in order to ensure that I can keep Charlene's secret? I live I live about six hours from both of them. So anytime we hang out, it would have to be what? planned. Yeah, it would have to be planned in advance. Thanks so much for the advice, Toya. <sighs> yeah, what do you think? I mean, it just depends on where you're at in your journey, girl. <laughs> Like, I can't really speak for you in terms of um, what you should do with this friend. What I can say is that if I just feel like where where I'm at and my morals or whatever mm-hmm. my opinion is, is not aligned with your behavior, I'm probably going to, at the very least, mind my own motherfucking business fiercely. Yeah. And that means I'm not interested. I don't want anything to do with the mechanisms of this mm-hmm. or the information. Good luck and good night. Um, And that's whether or not I continue to have a friendship with you. But, um, 
Interesting. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. I try not to judge um, my friends and their harlot behavior if they... (laughs) I mean, yeah, you can be a hoe, but don't be a hoe and hurt somebody else who is a friend of mine. And not just a friend of mine, but somebody who was like doing you a giant favor. Like this girl let you move in with her and you slept with her baby daddy behind her back and you continue to do so. Like, that's pretty fucked up. But... But what? (laughs) But what? (laughs) At the same time... Your baby father is the one that should be a brand new chandelier for some room in your house. Okay. I don't disagree, but I'm not friends with the baby daddy. You know, (laughs) but I'm saying like, everyone here needs to get chopped. All right. However, me, myself, what I'm supposed to do. Like, all I can do in this moment is move again within the guidelines of my personal, emotional, spiritual makeup. So I'm not going to fuck with X, Y, because what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. However, I still, I believe, have the ability, the privilege of minding my business to a a, mm. a degree that allows my friend to go and hack and, and, and get life however they decide they want to do that. Um, but I don't know. Hmm. I think... I would have to say something to Charlene. I don't think I would say something to Stephanie just because it is ultimately when it comes right down to it, it's not my business. And I don't want to be the one to tell her a story about her man that doesn't really have anything to do with me. But I also wouldn't feel right knowing that like this other friend of mine is going around being disrespectful to this girl and then smiling and hanging out in her face like That level of fake shit is just, that don't sit right with me either. So even though I've known Charlene since high school, I would have to say to her, like, listen, not slut shaming you or whatever. Be a whore all you want to. But it's fucked up what you're doing to this girl pretending to be her friend and fucking her baby daddy. Like, and you know you're wrong for that. So just know that I'm, I feel like you should say something to her. Like, you should come clean to this girl. It's not my place to do that for you. But just know that, Like, I think this is fucked up and it doesn't have to be like, I think I'm better than you. This is just wrong. If I was doing it, I would be wrong. Very true. And and a real friend would say that to me. Like, especially if I'm being a fake ass bitch, it's not enough to sleep with her nigga. You got to come smile on her face, too. Like, don't be don't be that girl. Right. And and if you'll do that to her, then what's to stop you from doing it to me? Well, 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 well. Well, 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 well. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I'm saying about that. Like, I just can't sit around while people do grimy stuff to others and they have no idea what's going on. Like, 
Because I would want somebody yeah, to tell me. Not, I would. I would want yeah. somebody to tell me that this bitch, I, who I let into my home when she was homeless, turn around. Oh, no. Sorry. It's raggedy. It's trifling. So... Yeah, my partner would just have to eat it on that one. I don't care if you think I'm acting like I'm better than somebody. I'm going to say something to the bitch who's doing it because I feel like it's wrong. Um, Agreed. And and let the chips go from there. And if Stephanie ever reached out to me, I would be like, look, girl, I told her to say something to you, but it wasn't none of my business. So I stayed over here in my lane. I get if you're mad about that, but like. Really felt like I was between a rock and a hard place here. So, right. All right. Um, good luck to you having that conversation with Charlene. Hopefully, she does the right thing and confesses. You know, stops being a fake ass raggedy ass bitch. But good luck with that. Yes, we are going to wrap up the questions right there. Again, if you have one for us, send it to asktherita at gmail dot com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. All right, folks, we're back. And it is time now for The Read. It is. Would you like to do yeah, it? <laughs> I wouldn't. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to talk about uh, just a couple of things very quickly here, and then I'll be right on out of your way. Um, first of all, the Kim Mulkey situation. I know you as, you know, one of the country's top sports analysts. I know you know all about Kim Mulkey, and I'm sure you Absolutely. saw these comments. Yeah, Um but uh, so she was being interviewed by a reporter who asked her for her thoughts on the Brittany Griner situation. Um, free my nigga BG. And uh, the reporter said, you know, I don't think I've seen anything from you on that. And she very quickly, very curtly, very shortly said, and you won't. I'll answer the other question. Won't be answering anything about that. So Kim Mulkey, obviously, for those of you who aren't the country's top sports analyst, Kim Mulkey used to be head coach of Baylor's women's basketball team, where she coached Brittany Griner to a national championship. They had an undefeated 40-0 and season. It was really quite incredible. Um, and she is now currently head coach of LSU's women's basketball team. Um, and anybody who knows anything about Brittany Griner or has read her memoir knows that the history between these two is pretty fraught. It's pretty um, strained. Like, it, it was especially as Brittany outlines it in the book, it was more like, you know, the coaching staff at Baylor basically forced her to stay in the closet because they thought that having out lesbians on the team would hurt recruits somehow, even though, like, there are lots of gay people in college sports, especially women's basketball. And furthermore, I'm pretty sure most of the girls just want to win. And that's exactly what the fuck Baylor was doing when Brittany was there. But it was um it, it was a strange situation because Kim Mulkey had to appreciate Brittany Griner. She had to because she literally turned the Baylor program around. Like wasn't nobody thinking about studying Baylor until then. But she also hated Brittany because, you know, Dyke and clearly a Dyke like was always six, six or whatever, always very masculine presenting, you know, started growing the locks and everything in college. Um, 
And so I will just say that, like, hearing this woman dismiss this request, like, or this, this, um, yeah, this question of what are your thoughts? Like, just what are your thoughts on the Brittany Griner situation? Brittany Griner, who we all know has been unlawfully detained in Russia over an amount of weed oil that would only be, you know, justification for a fine at the most and is serving like a nine-year prison sentence or some shit. Like, the bare minimum you could do is be like, my thoughts and prayers are with Brittany Griner and her family. Can't imagine how horrifying this must be and praying for her safe return. This bitch acted right. like Brittany Griner was somebody who like did a home invasion, murdered her fucking dog, like slashed her tires. She said it like, like BG was the most disgusting name she had ever heard. Like she couldn't wait to change the topic and move on to something else. I don't know why she would why? do that. I mean, I'm guessing there's some homophobia in that. I'm guessing there's mm. some not wanting to piss off. The the MAGA side of things, Kim Mulkey is she's definitely giving I voted for Trump. It's giving White Walker on January 6th at the Capitol. Like, so I'm I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case, but it was just so gross. Like, yes, you had your own legacy winning the gold in like 84 and uh, your championships and all that, but like BG. It's wild for you to act like BG is not a huge reason that most people know your name or give a fuck about you in this current era. And so for you to say this about the person who is probably going to be the most naturally gifted athlete that you ever get the privilege of coaching is reprehensible. And if I had a daughter in your program at LSU, I would be putting her name into the fucking transfer portal as quickly as goddamn possible because it's clear to me that you don't give a fuck about these kids. Not really. What the fuck kind of coach is this? You're taking these girls from high school to the college level, like LSU. That's not no small, tiny punk bitch school. Like this is a major SEC program. A lot of these girls are probably going to be looking to the league afterwards. And this is the type of guidance. Like this is what you're telling all the recruits, all the girls who are currently in the program and their families. If you don't line up with what Kim Mulkey wants you to be, or the image that she wants you to have, then one day she might treat your daughter like she ain't shit and ain't like like a bug on the bottom of her goddamn shoe. It was truly disgusting. So fuck that lady. I felt that way for a long time and all I needed was a reason to say it. So fuck Kim Mulkey and fuck Brett Favre too. And I could have sworn that this Brett Favre what? news came out a good two <clears throat> years ago. Wow. Again, I can't believe I'm sitting here explaining this to somebody who literally just got done I mean, being I don't on need set information. at ESPN. Like you literally like Yeah. You this is your job. But Yeah, clearly. Um, yeah. Channeling these what was it, five million dollars in TANF wow. funds to build a volleyball stadium at the University of Southern Mississippi. Baby. Baby. TANF is like <laughs> The this is money earmarked for the poorest people, the poorest people. You have to have like not even two nickels to rub together to even qualify for that kind of assistance in the first place because we live in a hellscape. And then in Mississippi, one of the poorest states, like you're taking money directly out of the most disadvantaged people because your daughter plays volleyball for the university. Girl, what? Literal welfare queen, Brett Favre, the millionaire, stealing money from the state 
and and doing it with the help of the governor. Like everybody colluding together to steal money from the actual residents of this state for a volleyball stadium. You just can't be serious. I can and I will. The text messages came out. So this is what I feel like I heard this story, honestly. I don't know if it was earlier this year, a couple of years ago, but when it came back up a week or two ago, I wasn't shocked. I had already heard it. But now the text messages are coming out from the former Mississippi governor, um, you know, like talking to him about how he should write the funding proposal and uh, uh, them going back and forth about getting money for a new practice facility for the football team. And and the governor even said, oh, you know, like if we misuse these funds, you know, that could violate federal law. And I'm too old to go to jail. <laughs> well, I hope all of y'all go to jail. Well, I hope every last one of y'all involved goes to jail. Jackson, well, Mississippi has had an issue. I'm not even sure that Jackson has clean running water again. Like, I'm pretty sure the Jackson water crisis is still going on. And this is the type of shit that the people involved, like the 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 top of the government in Mississippi. These are y'all's priorities. Stealing money from people who already don't have nothing so that rich people can get some more rich shit for their kids. Girl, fuck right off with all of that. Fuck Brett Favre. Fuck the governor of Mississippi, old and new. I'm sure the new one is trash, too. And then the, you know what? I was going to talk about the Ime Udoka situation, but that's just niggas being trifling. That is just men being trash. Um, So I will just say, Nia Long, girl, I'm sorry. I hope you don't blame yourself because this is peak nigga shit. It is what they do. To me, the worst part was that he let her move to fucking Boston knowing that this story was going to come out. Like, Nia Long evidently just found out a few days before the rest of us did that this story was going to come out. He let her pack up their child and move to Boston. They looking for houses and shit. You thinking you got a happy home, a family that is about to build this new life together in a frigid city. That nigga let you Mm. leave your warm home in Los Angeles. Just to come to Boston and be disrespected to your face. Like, if it's one thing about niggas, they will have the fucking audacity every goddamn time. The fact that he was asked to stop and didn't. Is outside pussy really that important? Is it really? And it's attached to ego. But is it so important that you had to, again, like the listener letter. Is it so important that you had to fuck the one person that you're not allowed to fuck? Like, no. Like, they they suspended this nigga for the whole fucking season. He not coming back. And apparently the details are worse. Allegedly, the details are worse than what any of us have heard. So I'm sure 30 seconds after this show comes out, there'll be even more information. And we'll be like, wow, even worse than we thought. But just, yeah, my heart goes out to Neil Long. And and fuck these niggas who just want to lie. And will lie in order to get whatever they want and not give one single damn about the feelings of anybody else involved. You wasn't thinking about Nia or your son. So please don't talk about wanting privacy as y'all work through this situation. Now, you was not thinking about them when you was fucking whoever these women, wives of of people on the team or somebody who was booking travel, whoever they are. You wasn't thinking about that then. Don't act like you thinking about them now. Oh, the way I was rooting for him, calling him Mr. Neil Long because he was a black man who was the coach of the Celtics. 
That was the only reason I ever rooted for the Celtics in the in the fucking finals, semifinals, however Same. far they went. Like, I did not care outside of that. So, like, I feel duped. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm going to make this about me. I feel personally victimized and, and lied to. But, yeah, another week of niggas being garbage, man. What can I fucking say? What's new? <sighs> and that's it. I'm done. I was going to talk about the Lizzo thing, but y'all just look for reasons to be mad at Lizzo. So... Yeah, she just exists. Yeah, skin and y'all want to crawl out of yours. So. Yeah, and now white people are mad at Looking her playing at her playing this flute. Like, girl, that musty ass old ass. Okay, flute, like, calm down. If you don't get on bended knee and <laughs> suck my ass, I do not care about you and this goddamn no flute, slave bitch. man. Right, I do not care about this slaver and his fucking flute. Fuck I wish she would have played a couple of notes and then smashed that bitch on the stage. That's what I wish she would have done. Really, really <laughs> sick, now that would have been a fucking sick, moment. <laughs> White people would have fallen to pieces, child. But you have, you think that's what happened? Yeah, girl, fuck that flute, nigga. Fuck that mad because she twerking with a with the while playing the flute who the fuck and? cares that thing was just sitting there never being played hello, hello. like and who gives a shit but yeah let me stop because i keep thinking of random things and i'm truly done i'm done all right so for me i just want to say uh to the point of i'm your doke Ime Yamas. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so there's a uh, a person, uh, a co sports analyst by the name of Malika Andrews, who has been, you know, doing some reporting, um, alongside, you know. Literally everyone else who's been talking about this adulterer and the news surrounding it. But um, she has specifically uh, held uh, Mr. Nia Long's ass to the fire, as well as bringing up prior uh, arrests and legal situations for the interim coach. Joe Mazula? Mazzarula? No clue. So the new nigga who is coming in has been, has um, some, or had some cases in the past as well. And so when they reported on this, when Malika Andrews brought it up, on some, like, you know, we'd be remiss to not mention that this individual has had some cases of his own in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whoop-de-whoop, let's move on. And now this woman has been target of many um, upset tweets 
and people calling her white man's whore, whatever y'all call Tia Mori, she's allegedly dating a white man or some shit like that. Mm. I don't really understand the problem. Like, people are saying she's racist against black men and things like that for reporting information that y'all were talking about anyway. <laughs> and I'm real confused. Like, I don't understand. I, I know that niggas are, like, reaching for any branches they possibly can on this one. Oh, it happens all of the time in the NBA. Oh, it's so common. That doesn't change the fact that it's scandalous and wrong and shouldn't take place at at all. Um, And that's before it being against the rules. But what I'm confused about is why y'all are tight and and this lady for simply telling y'all information that's available on, on, you know, any one of these pages you can find on the World Wide Web, aside from the fact that y'all are going to talk about it anyway because Twitter, y'all are going to unearth any mm-hmm. piece of information and then go back and forth and do the battle of the sexes arguments about it any motherfucking way. So if mama takes the opportunity to be like, hey, so yes, this is a thing, let's just mention it because y'all are going to talk about it anyway, okay, next. I don't understand how that makes her like racist against Black people because y'all are going to talk about it any of the fuck way, maybe mm-hmm. niggas should just not be scandalous and predatory and, you know, fuck their subordinates. Yeah. Moving on? Great. Okay, so the next um, for me, simply um, rap girls, rap children, rap ladies, rap divas. Hmm. Wow. Do we need a guidance counselor? Do we need a uh, a babysitter's club? Do we need um do we need a Tabitha Brown? Or an Iyanla? Who needs to step in? Because the girlies are, at this point, they're so deep down the mean girl's path that I don't even know if we can get, like, a final act mm-hmm. where everything gets sewn up and, and everyone gets a piece of the tiara and we move the fuck on. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. I don't care no more about none of this shit. I've, I've been tired. I don't know what the fuck y'all fighting about at this motherfucking point, but the fact that you continuously allow fandom, random little dick niggas, and whoever the fuck else shot John to walk y'all into these corners, and then sometimes it's y'all. Sometimes it's not even outside influence. Sometimes it's just the fact that maybe y'all watch too much Housewives and too much Married to Medicine or whatever the fuck happens on Zeus. And y'all, like, forget that you're rich and don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Or the fact that you have just a platform and opportunity, resources, and you don't have to do this. I don't give a motherfuck about nobody's arms, surgery, custody, husbands. Oh, yes. Like, I, I, bitch... Just rap. I just want to hear the music. Like, this shit is so fucking boring. And everybody else, Christmas tree ornament, hooking themselves onto this bullshit and just making a giant holiday of garbage. I just don't... (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. They were really going at it the other day. I just got scraps of it. Literally, I didn't even hear about it until the following day. And then poor Bria put a link. She did less less this time than the Queen Radio era. Because <laughs> the last time she... I mean, there was transcribing. There were screenshots. <laughs> there was so much information. And I was just like, sweets, No. Now she gave like one link and was uh, like, here's figure it there, out. <laughs> over there with that. And I feel her and I just respect that decision because, girl, when I looked at the things that were being slung back and forth and the shade and the subliminals and stuff, I'm like, y'all ain't tired. Y'all ain't grown. Y'all ain't parents. This is. Yeah, all of y'all. All of y'all are parents. There isn't a diapy that needs changing. There isn't a cocoa to melon. There isn't like... <laughs> what? Yeah. It's... The, the game is so ego-driven and so weird and y'all are bashing each other over over body parts real and fake and gossip and charts and all this I just I don't fucking care you'd be much stronger together than you would apart and just all of the frivolous bickering back and forth and making a whole day out of shade it's just like I don't know if I'm just old and crotchety and and ready for the world to burn anyway and then maybe that's why I feel this way because I know a lot of y'all had a really good time mm-hmm. um, but I I just want to hear the music. And that's the thing, too. It's like, y'all doing this, and then a lot of the musical presentation is also just not even matching up. Mm. It's not even, like, the the Instagram, Twitter, back-and-forth gaggery shade extravaganza is actually more entertaining for the masses than the actual singles you're putting out. Well, and that, that's worth examining. Yeah. But I'm just here. This Akbar girl, do you know who that is? I don't care. She was on Love and Hip Hop. I had to Google it. Yeah. I was extremely and confused. That's my thing. You, what are we doing? Why are you arguing with her? Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. We don't even know the music. <laughs> we know this arguing shit. I just feel like there are so many other people who would take the the, the net worth that some of these people have and put it to better use. Yeah. I mean, and Cartier know better. Keeping no, none shit. of them are. Going back and forth with that girl in the first place. What are you? Everybody doing? looks and sounds crazy. Nobody in this situation looks. Yeah, nobody came looks out looking sickening. like they had a any fucking sense. Not not one, to me. Not one soul. And again, like I know a lot of the people who are just like you know what, are, like girl, I hate my job or I hate you know, my kids, and so this is you know a good kiki in the middle of the day for like if you had a good time, bet. but. 
For me, bigger picture, everybody look crazy. Y'all are arguing over absolute garbage and you're letting niggas get away with foolishness because they over here talking about what kind of socks they wear and whether or not boondocks is an anime and getting away with being completely talentless. And y'all talking about he said, she said, and who the fuck got a feature and who didn't and who's charting and I'm just over it. Like, yeah. Arguing with nobodies about nothing. I just, I'm. You feel good about that? Anyways. <laughs> yeah. What time is it? Yeah, it's time for me to go. Oh, so. Get a little snack. Yeah, I think that's gonna, <laughs> I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of The Read. I just saw that Coolio passed away. Rest right? Crazy. Rest in peace to Coolio. God damn. Not in the middle of us recording, girl. Wow. Like, I literally got the little notification. I can't. I really can't even process that right now. So, um, yeah. More on, more on that later, but... I'm going to play Gangsta's Paradise on my way to work tomorrow. Absolutely. Night. That horrible movie. But niggas love that song. And I mean, love that song. I probably still know all the words to it. I bet if I played it, I would know a good 80% of the lyrics. So, but Coolio had a hell of a run. And, you know, I hope he, I hope he felt the love for himself, for himself. I hope he felt the love for him, for his artistry, his craft, and, and felt like he received his flowers. Jordan Peele remade that into a horror movie, didn't he? Oh, the song is Gangsta's oh, Paradise one of those movies Jared Jordan Peele and t- took is and it made in scary. Us? It might be. I think it is. It might be. He keeps ruining my face. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, I got five on it. <laughs> that scared the oh, shit out of me. Oh, that's what's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Gangsta's Paradise definitely feels primed for a Jordan Peele yeah. horror movie. Remake. He could do that. That movie kind. I mean, that song kind of creeped me out when it yeah. came out. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's those Candyman-ass instruments. What? Go ahead. Yeah. So, rest in peace, Coolio. Um, That is going to wrap up this week's episode. Check us out at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. You can find our merch over at Shop The Read, and you can join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash the read. I'm going to be going live on Friday for our patrons on tier three, I believe it is. So head on over to patreon.com slash read. Sign up if you want to be a part of all the fun things going on over there. Any other news from you before we head out? Yes, indeed. I would like to let you folks at home know that spooky season is upon us. Oh, Christ. (laughs) And that means it's time to take things back to a function that we once knew and some of us once loved. Ah. It is called Trilloween. Yes! Trilloween Part 8 will be taking place October 28th in the city of Los Angeles, California and October 30th in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Tickets will be available at Trilloween.com this Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern You may purchase said tickets in order to receive admission to one of the following or one of the prior uh, discussed Trilloween dates. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a costume, a Halloween costume is not uh, required. It is, however, encouraged. The theme is death at the disco. 
I'm scared already. <laughs> so, do with that what you what you may. We're going to get our our act one, two, and three on. We're going to renaissance out. We're going to twerk. We're going to do all the things. I think I just realized as I'm speaking that I have no idea what I'm going to wear to any of this. <laughs> Either one? Okay. <laughs> um, so I should probably figure that out. But we have time. Yes. Um. So if you're in the LA area or the Atlanta area, October, at the end of that month, now's the time. And where do they get tickets? Trillween.com. Oh. That oh, is T-R-I. L-L-O-Ween.com. <laughs> All you right. Can purchase tickets on Friday, and that will be 12 p.m. Eastern. Love to see you there. Um, mm-hmm. The girlies are stepping out once again. All right. Welcome. Well, can't wait for these shenanigans. Uh, yeah, see y'all at Trilloween and take care of yourselves. We'll be back next week. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.